continue on a series of lessons that we've been continuing on, Faith, the Lifestyle of the Kingdom, Part 6. And we're going to hop right in this. Um, I think you're going to be blessed in the hearing of the Word this morning. Um, and the mistake that people make, and I got some echoing. Um, the mistake that people make is they wait until circumstances and situations show up in their life and then they want to try to get in faith. Too late then. No, no, it's too late then. You, uh, you're getting ready to be in some serious trouble. You got it? And this is why you come to, um, to get the word. This is why you come to hear the word, you know, so that I can rely on that word to bring me out of circumstances and situations when they show up. It's like, you know, you, you go and you try to get some money in the bank and you, you, ain't, put, you ain't put nothing in there. You got it? They're going to tell you ain't nothing here. And you try to make a withdrawal on the word and ain't no word in there. Because you ain't put none in there. So I think if you stick with me, uh, I think your life is going to be changed if you stick with me on Sundays as we go through this and look at faith in a different way. Now, um, last week we saw that there are various reports out there. Um, but it's up to you what report and whose report you're going um, to believe. And we looked at Romans um, 10 and 16, and he makes this statement. He says, who shall or who will believe our report? Which means that, you know, there's more than one report. You know, the banker got a report, the doctor got a report, your friend got a report, everybody got a report. But the question is, is what did God say about your situation? And do you believe it? And that's what we're going to talk about today, is do you believe what God said? Now, what we've been doing is we've been looking at the account in the book of Numbers where God sent um, 12 spies um, to gather intel about the land that he had given them. Now, um, 10 of the spies who were the leaders among the people came back with what the Bible calls an evil report, or as I like to say, a report that causes you to pull back from doing what God told you to do. You got it? You know that you're supposed to be doing one thing, but then you get a report, and then that report causes you to pull back from what God has spoken to you. But however we see Joshua and Caleb, they were not in agreement with the ten. They saw the same obstacles that the ten leaders saw, but they still chose to trust God irregardless of what they saw. Caleb's statement in verse 30, in Numbers 13 and 30, it says that we be well able to overcome it, which means to me that on your way to possessing what God has laid aside for you or what God has prepared for you, there's going to be some obstacles that you're going to have to overcome. And if you're not willing to overcome the obstacles, you will never walk in the promise. And this is why you see so many believers in their life that are, they are believers, but you don't see the promises of God evident in their life. Because at the first sign of an obstacle, they shrink back. They back up and they quit. So the thing that we want to ask and we want to find out this morning is what caused Caleb and Joshua 
to believe when the other ones didn't believe? What was it? You know, what was it going on? Because, you know, just based off sure numbers, if we just look at the sure numbers of things, what that means is, is that for every, every 12 people, that are in the, for every 12 per persons that are in this room, you got it, only two going to believe God. No, I, no, no that's, that's, what, that's what the number says. Out of, out of 12, only two going to believe God. So that leaves 10 people that are not going to believe who? who? God. So the question we got to ask ourselves, what caused the two to believe? Now, when I, when I asked that question, I began to go research it um, this past week, and I found out that the difference between Joshua and Caleb is that they believed the promise. Now, the promise, the promise was given to all 12, and it wasn't just given right there you know, at that account in Numbers when he told them to go spout the land. No, he gave them the promise when they were coming out of Egypt. And this is why, this is why, this is why that, that, that you know, God was so upset when they saw the land that he had given them and then they choked. They chose not to believe him because he had, al he had already told them, you know, this is your land way back when he was bringing them out. So when they got to the land, the only thing they had to do is remember what God said. All right, go to, go to Exodus. Go to Exodus. Let's take a look at it. Exodus, um, Exodus 23. Exodus 23. Exodus 23. Um, Exodus 23. And we look, we're going to look at verse 20. Exodus 23 and verse 20. All right. Now, you got to understand, you got to understand that the promise was given to everybody, all the congregation. It's just like if God right now just speaks a promise and he speaks it to all of us, everybody in here, all of us heard the promise. So you know what? Now, all of us are going to be responsible for what we heard. All right. Because all of us heard it. Now, when it comes time for the promise to manifest, God may tell, you know, 10 of us or 12 of us to go look at the promise. And then when the 12 go look at the promise, 10 of them come back and say, well, we know what God promised, but watch this, we be not able. You got it? And this is what happened to them. Now, now look at this in Exodus. Exodus 23, y'all there? Exodus 23, verse 20. He says, behold, I send an angel before thee. Now, Majority of the time, when you see that, if you see that, that letter A capital, capitalized in the Old Testament for angel, that's Jesus. All right? Because people think Jesus is not present in the Old Testament. Yes, he is. You got it? So it says, it says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee, watch this, into the place which I have prepared. Now, let, let's stop right here because, because this is very important because you got to understand that this land, God said, I had prepared the land. Well, in the natural, God wasn't preparing the land. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, all of them were preparing the land. Now, and they thought that they were preparing the land for themselves. Okay, okay. This is what folk don't understand. God got folk working for him, and they don't even know they're working for him. Yeah. 
You're going to get it. God says the land that I have prepared. Well, the Camerites, the Canaanites, the all of the Amorites, all of them were in the land. They won't eat God's folk. But they thought they were preparing the land for themselves. But now, now because we can see everything that's going on, they was actually preparing the land for God's people. But God, but, but God told him, he said, listen now, I'm preparing, I have prepared this place for you. Now, now, so let's look at this. So God says, watch this, I prepared it. Now, here's the thing. God prepared it, but watch this, everybody didn't walk in it. Okay, okay. This is what this means for us. That there is a life that God may have prepared for you that you will never walk in. Not, listen, not because God didn't prepare it, but because you chose not to believe it. Okay, okay. See, and this is what folk, this way folk miss it. You know, they think that I'm living this, this is, this is all it is in my life. No, it is not all. God has something prepared for you. You got it? Now, whether or not you're going to walk in what he has prepared for you is going to be based on you believing it. Because just like some of them didn't believe it and they didn't walk in it, some of us don't believe it and we don't walk in it. Now, let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Let me go back. Let me get back there. Exodus, what I want to say, Exodus 23. Huh? I'm on 20. 23, verse, verse, verse um, 21. It says, Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thy enemies and an adversary unto thy what? Now hold, hold up. Somebody say another promise. Now, this is what God told him. He says, now, if you will keep my commandment, if you do what I tell you to do, he says, now, watch this. I'll be an enemy to your enemy, and I'll be an adversary to your adversaries. Now, with this, I'm going to tie all this in to us in a few minutes because you got to remember this Old, Test this Old Testament. You got it? So he promised them he'll be an enemy to their enemy. He'll be an adversary to their adversaries. So in other words, watch this. You ain't got to worry about your enemies. No, 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 see, no, we're going to talk about me. See, and this is what folk, 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 you know, and when I say stuff, people don't understand why I say what I say. You got it? I say what I say based off the promises that I've seen in the Word. So I tell folk, you better get up off me, because if you come at me, you're not just coming at me. You're coming at my God, because he says, if you choose to be my enemy, then you become his enemy. Jesus, because he says, I'll be an Come on, I'll be an enemy to your what? And I'll be an adversary to your what? Adversary. So now if I have enemies that are trying to come against me, I don't have to cuss them. I don't have to talk about them. I don't have to try to get back at them. The only thing I do is I say, you know what? God said whoever is my enemy is his enemy. You got, so you don't, so when you get, when you understand this, you don't get concerned about folk when they're trying to tear you down and hold you back. You can pray for them. You better hear me. You can pray for them because you know what's in store for them if they don't get their mouth up off of you. 
up. Boy, this is the kind. This, this is a promise. Okay, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. No, no, praise the Lord. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this more. Watch this. Verse 23. For my angel shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorites, come on, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Canaanites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I will. Come on. No, no, God says, come on, come on, God says, I will. He says, I'll cut them off. Now, now, now you can understand why God was tripping in numbers. Because he already told them, when you see them, I'm already, I'm, I'm going to cut them off. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Somebody say a promise. All right. Now, if I promise my mama, I say, mama, I promise you tomorrow I'm going to give you $100. At the moment I promise my mama, does she have the $100? No. She don't have it. Because, but she has a promise for the what? $100. So now, a promise is only good based on the person who's making the promise. Because if the person that's making the promise, if they word ain't no good, then the promise is no good. Now, so if my word is some good and I make you a what? Promise. Then that promise is what? Good. Now, what happens if I make my mama a promise and then my mama doesn't believe the promise? Now, no, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this because this is what folk doing with God. And now you want to you understand why stuff ain't working. What mama is doing, whether she know it or not, she's calling the one that made the promise a lie. That's what you, you, you told me that, but guess what? I don't what? Believe it. So if, if you told me and I don't what? Believe it, then that means you are what? Lie. Your word cannot be trusted. So every time you see a promise in the word, no, no, let's talk about it. Every time God speaks something to you and you say, I don't believe that, then you say, God, you can't be trusted and you a liar. See, people don't under, this is why, watch this, the only unpardonable sin is unbelief. That's the sin that keeps folk out of, out of heaven. It's unbelief. They don't believe God, so, so they calling God a what? Lie. And this is why in Numbers 13, he calls it an evil report. And this is what folk don't say. Every time, God, God said, God said, by his stripes you're healed. I don't believe that. Then you calling the one who said that a lie. See, it ain't about you just not believing. It's about the one that said it, you not believing him. It ain't like you just calling me a lie. Okay, praise the Lord. All righty, glory be to God. All right, praise the Lord. Watch this. Verse, um, verse um, 24. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And you shall serve the Lord your God, watch this, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will, and I will take sickness 
away from the mid. Hold up. No, 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 no. This is the, this is not. God said, I will take sickness from the midst of you. Now, this is what God said. Now, this is, this is what God said. Now, here's the magnitude of this. This is Old Testament. This was before Jesus gave his life. Hold your finger right here. Go to Hebrews 8. Hold your finger. Hold, we're coming right back there. Hebrews 8. Hebrews 8. Hebrews 8. Verse 1. No, because this is the, what people don't understand why, why it ain't working in your life. Don't mean God don't love you. But anything he got prepared for you that he's already prepared for you, you would die before you walk in it. Because you don't believe it. You look at everything that's going on in the natural, what people doing, what people saying, what your boss saying, what this say, what that report say, what that say, and you don't even care nothing about what God said. All right, watch this. What, Hebrews 8, y'all there? Yeah. Verse 1. It says, now of the things which we have spoken, um, this is the son. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Y'all know who that's talking about, right? That's talking about Jesus. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, which the Lord pitched and not what? Man, for every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is a necessity that this man have somewhat also to what? Offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. Y'all remember we talked about that Wednesday night. Exactly. Shadows. Shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the what? Pattern. Show to thee in the what? Mount. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a what? Better covenant which was established. No, no. Which was established upon what? Ho, ho, ho. So he's saying the promises that they had in the old covenant, the promises that we have in the New covenant or what? So if he promised to take sickness from amongst them and we have a, a better covenant, you can't tell me that he won't take sickness amongst, from amongst us. So the question is, is if we have this better covenant, which is established on these better promises, why aren't we seeing them? Yeah, come on, somebody don't, ain't no take no rocket scientists because we don't believe it. We don't. We don't believe it. We don't believe the report. But you can't talk to folk like, I told y'all my gloves are off. Ain't no more rubbing you on the back. No, the reason why that's going on is because you don't believe. Period. Excla exclamation point. Because he already told me that he will take sickness from what? So that means if sickness try to come 
amongst me, God said, I'll take it. That's the problem. Now, either, now watch this. Either that's true or God just lied. Now, if he lied about that, how in the world are you going to trust him for heaven? Because just like he lied about sickness, taking sickness from amongst me, he can lie about, I prepare a place for you. All right? So, so this, is what, this is the reality of what, we're, of what we're dealing with in this day and time. You got it? Flat out, we got to start believing God. All right? Because there are some things that God has prepared for us that we are called to walk in, but in order for us to walk in it, we're going to have to believe who? Praise the Lord. All right. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen this morning. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. That's why I'm glad I ain't got no windows in here so you can't be looking out there talking about you still snowing. <laughs> watch it. Well, watch it. Verse, verse, um, verse, verse 20, uh, verse 20, 25, 26. Watch this. Now, here, here comes another promise. There shall none cast their young, nor be barren. This is a promise. Nor be barren in thy what? Land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Watch this in Amplify. Amplify says, none shall lose her young by miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your what? So what does that say to me? If I get pregnant, I got a promise to stand on. See, this is what folk don't understand. I got, a pro- I got a promise to stand on now because now I can hold God to his word. Because God, you told me that I wouldn't miscarry based off Exodus 23. And it, because if this was a promise to them under the old covenant, then how much better should be for me under the what? But if you ask folk what word you standing on, I don't know. I just know God said it somewhere. No, I got to, I got to know the promise. God says, bring me in re- Come on, come on. Bring me in remembrance of my what? Word. You got it? This is the promise. The, the, the second part. What's the second part of that verse? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I will fulfill. What, what verse? I'm reading all the way down here. I'm way down here. That's why I couldn't find The number of the days, watch this, I will fulfill. Hold, 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 hold. You got to catch that. Which means, however long I'm supposed to be here. Come on, you better understand. However long I'm supposed to be on this earth, God said he going to make sure I fulfill it. So if cancer try to come on me before my day is up, cancer got to go. See, this is the reality of it. You You ain't got to worry. I ain't dying in no car accident. Okay, Jesus. I will, if Lord, if, if you just, if just get this. No, I'm not dying in no car accident. You got it? I ain't going away from here early. 
Because everybody God took, he took them alive. So God ain't taking them, so that means the devil cutting them off. Jesus. But I got a promise right here that says, watch this, he going to make sure I fulfill the numbers of my days. Man, y'all, boy. See, if I told you I just put $100,000 in your bank, you would be, couldn't come out and sit your butt down. But now I done told you what God said about your life, and you just. See, but you know why? Because you don't believe it. No, you, you, really don't, you really don't believe it. Because if you really believed it, you would be excited about it. You'll be saying, man, you tell me, I, you mean to tell me that nothing can't cut my life off? My God. Or the life of my children? You trying to tell me that God? He says, yes. yes. But here's the condition. You got to believe it. Yes. So now if you don't believe it, when the doctor come with the bad report for you or your children, then you better panic. Go on, you better start. Go on, go on, start. Go ahead on, start. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm excited. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Verse, what was that? Verse 27. Come on. I will send my fear before thee, and I will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make and I will make all thine enemies turn their Ho, ho, what does that mean? When my enemy turns their back to me, that means they running from me. <laughs> so you all huffing and puffing about your boss who trying to hurt you. See, you don't believe that. See, because God told me if you be my enemy, you may come at me strong, but you're going to leave and retreat. I'm like, okay, okay, praise the Lord. Okay, okay. That's y'all because y'all trying to fight y'all battles. Watch this. Come on, keep going, keep going. What verse or something? 28. 28. Now, that, these are all the promises he was telling. He says, and I will send hornets. This is what he told them. Now, now watch this. Because he's talking about Numbers 13. He, he told me, he said, I will send, I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hittite, the Canaanite, the Hittite from what? So he said, now watch this. When they saw all those folk, God had already told them how he going to drive them out. We're away with the hornets. They ain't had to show up because they ain't believe it. They was on order. They was on order to show up. But because you didn't believe, come on, the order got cut off. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Watch this verse uh, uh, 29. Watch this. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. By little and little, I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. What can I take from this? What can I take from this? Number one, I must understand that God is not going to give you anything you ain't capable or prepared to handle. 
Oh, no, no. Now, now watch this. I didn't say you couldn't go get something. Because some of y'all got married and you won't prepare for marriage. Oh, oh no, no, no. You won't prepare for marriage. You just went on and got married. That's why, you know, you ain't married now. Okay, whatever. So you can go get something that you're not prepared for, but what you got to understand, God didn't get it. You ain't got, because my, my Bible tells me right here that what God going to do, he's going to make sure whatever he gives me, I can handle, even if he got to give it to me little by little. See, and this is what the white folks don't understand. See, a lot of things you jump out there and you get, and watch this, you weren't ready for it. God didn't give it to you. You went and got it yourself. But God says, what I'm going to do, I'm going to let it be a process. So at each level of development, you're going to get a little. Okay, okay, okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No, this is, this is am I telling y'all anything that ain't in the Bible? I just showed, I just, I just sat right here and told you that the new covenant is a what? Better covenant. You got, so if he did it for them, he'll do it what? So I, listen, listen, I ain't got to be in a rush. Come on, I ain't got to be in a rush. I ain't got to be in a rush. You know, because maybe, you know what? God knows something I don't know. I tell this story. I tell this story real quick. It, it, it goes. It be, this, you know, it fits well right here. Back in 1997, 96, 97, in there, um, Chris tried to go get a job for the phone. The phone come with Bell Atlantic. What? Well, I'm gonna tell it because it, it, it fits with my story. It fits with my story. I'm gonna tell you the story. Now, at the time, she was, you know, she's still in school. She was staying at home and all that kind of stuff, but. I was the only one working, so she was dependent upon me. God, you know, if I ain't giving no money, she ain't had no. That's because I, 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 I was a breadwinner. So, and she won't liking me very much. So she said, I'm going to go get me a job. So this job at, 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 at I don't want to cover you. Bella Lane. Bella Lane. She remembers saying, I ain't a testimony, not a testimony. <laughs> it, it, so she went, she, she went to Bella Lane to get this job. Now, everybody else that was getting the job, Chris was well more qualified than them. So she just knew she had the job. But she had made up in her mind, as soon as I get this job, deuces. <laughs> Y'all know what that means. I'm leaving him. And now, as soon as I get this job, I'm gone. Now, and she was overqualified for the job. Folk were getting a job that was well under her. I mean, it had none of the qualifications she had. Did she get the job? Nope. But this is what folk knew. She left anyway. <laughs> you got, and it, then that didn't work out. That didn't work out neither, because she here. <laughs> you got, see, but, but this is what, this is what, but, see, but God, see, this is what you got to understand. See, God, he already knows. And what you don't understand is he's trying to protect you from yourself. Because right. yeah. yeah. he knows what's in your heart. You may be telling us something else out of your mouth, yeah. 
but he knows what's in your what? Heart. So he says, when I give it to you, you're going to be able to handle what I what? Give you. Because you know why? You know, you know why God wants that? Because once you get it, he don't want you to lose it. Let's keep going. Verse what? 30? 31. And I will set my bounds from the Red Sea even unto the Sea of the Philistines and from the desert unto the river. He's setting boundaries for the land. For I will, I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand and thou shalt drive them out and thou shalt drive them out before thee. Thou shalt make no covenant with them nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in thy land, lest they make thee sin against me. For if thou serve their gods, it will surely, it will surely, it will surely be a snare unto you. So when you start, listen, listen what I'm what he's saying. So when you start trying to live like them. No, no, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. You know you're a Christian. You know you shouldn't be living like that. But he says, when you try to live like them, it becomes a snare unto you. You don't even know you're tripping your own self up. They gossiping. I'm a gossip. They lying. I'm a lie. They cheating. I'm a cheat. Now, God says, when you start living like them, no, it, he said, listen, it ain't going to be a snare to God. That's what, I believe that's what folk think, think you're getting back at God. No, it ain't going to be a snare to God. It's going to be a snare to what? You. So when I'm a believer, I don't live like other folk. I don't care how successful they look. Because just because it worked for them, it will become a snare for me. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, now, now. So, so let's, let, let's, let's, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Done made my point. So we see now, by when we're looking at Numbers 13, they already had the what? Promise from God. But they got to the land. They got to the place, you know, where they were getting ready to walk in the promise. And then they didn't what? They didn't believe it. They didn't believe God. Now, <laughs> so the question is, are you willing to move forward and trust God no matter what obstacles you face in the natural? Now, this is true for all areas of our life, whether it be relationships, businesses, or your health. Are you willing to move forward and trust God in the face of obstacles? Now, the only way you can do it is if you have a what? Promise. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. When I know I got a promise from God, I can look at obstacles. I can stand down and watch this. They don't deter me. Go to Isaiah. Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1. <laughs> Isaiah 1. Verse 19. Isaiah 1 verse 19. You got it? Say got it. Isaiah 1 verse 19 says, If, 
If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the. So I listen, I not only have to be obedient, I gotta be. So that means, watch this, obedience is not forced by God. Oh, my God. God God is not going to force you to obey him. He says, if you're going to obey him, you must be what? I must be willing to what? Obey. Now, when I'm willing to obey God, then the Bible makes me this promise. I'm going to eat the... I'm going to eat the good of the land. So now, what, what you want, what you got to ask yourself, do you want to continue eating chitlins? <laughs> or you want some filet mignon or whatever. <laughs> you, you got it? <laughs> whatever you want. It might be a good comparison. Y'all might not like steak. You got it? So, but you, it's up to you. You can live a life of chitlins, in simple terms, a life that stinks. I ain't never seen nobody cook no chitlins that smelled good. I don't care how good they cleaned them. You got so you can even you can either live a life that stinks, you got it, or you can live a good life. But now, if you're gonna live a good life, I didn't say it would be void of obstacles. That things would not show up to try to deter you. But what I got to do is I got to tell myself, you know what? I'm just going to be willing and obedient. Now, why should we be willing? Because you understand the magnitude of the promise. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. See, see, this is what, there was the difference between Joshua and Caleb and the other ten. Watch this. They heard the promise, but they didn't understand the magnitude of of the promise. And this is what happens. This is what happened in church. Some of y'all come to church and you hear the word, but you never grasp the magnitude of the word. Because the moment you grasp the magnitude of the word, watch this, it causes me to willingly obey even when I got to encounter short-term discomfort for long-term gain. That's what Jesus says. No, that's, that's, that's Hebrews 12. He says, I can go to Hebrews 12. He, 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 before we go here, Hebrews 12, verse 2. Come on, come on, watch this. Hebrews 12, verse 2. Hebrews 12, verse 2. So, so in, the, in, the, in, the, in the midst of those days of contradiction, when everything around you, you got it, is looking crazy, going crazy, you got to say, I got a promise. And you better be able to know where that promise is. You better be able to know it is in his word, or you better be able to commit it to memory. And then I must understand the magnitude of the what? Promise. And once I understand the magnitude of the promise, it causes me, it causes me to be willingly obedient. But this is why, this is why, this is why folk have such a hard time with obeying. Because they don't understand the magnitude of the promise. But Joshua and Caleb understood it. Okay, watch this. Hebrews 12, uh, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set what? Before him, he endured the cross, 
despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of who? God. So for the joy that was in front of him, he endured, watch this, the pain of his presence. See, this is what, see, Jesus had a promise. And because he, he, listen, he understood the magnitude of the promise. The Bible says they didn't take his life, but he willingly gave it. When you understand the magnitude of the promise that God has made to you about your situation, you no longer struggle with obedience. Folk who struggle with obedience are folk who don't understand the magnitude of the promise. In simple terms, they really don't believe God. Because if they really believed God was going to do what it was he said he was going to do, watch this, they will willingly obey. Oh, now this is good to me. Good teaching. Good teaching today. Praise the Lord. I'm going to look at this myself later. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. You lose, you may, you, you're careful, you lose sight of the promise. Lose sight of the promise. Sight of the promise. You ain't got the promise. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't. And once you lose sight of the promise, doc, I'm telling you, you're going to act up. You're going to act up. And don't let it start taking a long time. Come on, come on. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, God had dealt with me by that last night. Something I believe God has said, and it just, I've been dealing with this for four years now. Four, 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 four years. Going into fifth year five. And I can't, I, I can't understand. Then it hit me right in the face again last night. And I told Chris, me and Chris sitting house, I said, I'm going to watch TV. She said, you need to be up there praying. <laughs> I, was, I ain't saying the death call. I won't go there. I don't feel like praying. <laughs> but what? But what did the devil? What did the devil had to do? So then, so then I went upstairs. So I turned to, but I ain't look at it. So I got. I started started googling some stuff. I said, "Well, I'm gonna go on to bed." So I went to bed. Couldn't go to sleep because that thing would bother me. See now, I said, "Okay, devil. See you ain't gonna let up." Okay, I said, "I know what to do." I got right up and got in that word. I got in that word, and then God been started bringing back to my remembrance the promise. He says, you know, I have certain confessions and things like that that I say, and he started bringing those things back to me. I will not be moved when the things that I have spoken look as though they are not so, because I walk by Faith and not by sight. And I started doing that thing. I said, okay. I said, it's on now. So you're trying to derail me. But that's all right. I've been in this fight for four years. I ain't finna back off this thing now. You got it? But what I had to do is I had to go back to the promise. See, now, see, all of us, listen now, all of us are very susceptible into falling into this trap by the enemy where he begins to prolong victory. Amen. 
You got it? So you better, you better know this word. You better know this word. See, because once you get that word, that word, that word start here. Uh, see, and I told him, then I went to bed, went to sleep like a baby. But when I went to sleep, I told myself, I told you to get up off me. No, you got to talk to that devil. I told you to get up off me. You should have left me alone. But you know, I was, you know, I ain't even getting the word last. I was just going to go on and go to bed, but you wouldn't let me go to sleep. Because you know, you know that thing be all in your head, it be turning up. Y'all, okay, y'all act like y'all don't. Yeah, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you how to get the devil off of you. You got it? He start messing with your sleep and all that thing. Go get in that word. I bet you after some time in that word, your attitude change and your sleep will come. You got, but you got, but you got to get in this word. This word is the answer. Now let's go back. Go to Numbers 13. Go to Numbers 13, 30. I, I, I wish people could get this. You, if you could, you just got to get this. There is, listen, there is no other way. There's no other way. You're going to have to believe God. Either you're going to believe God, walk in the promises, or you're not going to believe God, and you're not. And then you're going to be envious of all of them who do. Numbers 13. Numbers 13, verse 30. And it reads, it says, And Caleb stealed the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well, well able to what? Overcome it. All right, let's keep going. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up a what? Evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land though which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up its inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great statue. And there we saw giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as what? Grasshoppers, and so we were in... Hold that, hold. I hope you didn't miss that. No, I hope you didn't miss that. Because here's what this says. I'm going to break it down to you where you understand. You got it? When you think people view you a certain, certain way, it's because you view yourself that way. Right. No, no. <laughs> no, no, you, no, no, no. When you say, they think I'm ugly. No, let's get down to the root. The core root is you think you ugly. Because now you can tell everybody you think you're pretty. No, no, you can tell, girl, I, I'm just fine, but you lying. You got it? Because, watch this, how, how you see them seeing you is how you really see yourself. You got it? And this is what folk do. If you really saw yourself right, watch this, you wouldn't care what they thought anyway. Verse 14, chapter 14. Watch this. And all 
the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept. Come on. That night. <laughs> Watch it. Verse 2. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God we had died in the wilderness? And wherefore had the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. Now, ain't this amazing? Ain't no, you got to look at this. When you begin to believe the lie of the devil. No, no, you believe, you, instead of believing what God said, you want to go back to a place of pain. They knew the pain. They was in bondage for over 400 years. They knew how they was treated those 400 years, but they were mighty willing. because Now watch this. Only because they heard a negative report they was willing to go back to the pain of their past. Okay. Some of y'all going to get this today. Because some of y'all, y'all, y'all been thinking about going back. All right. Now, this is the case in so many people's lives. They cannot receive the truth because they have been highly developed by the world to believe a lie. You got it? Now, let me give you an example of this. Let me give you an example of this. Say you go in your job tomorrow and you go in the break room and you go in and you tell everybody, you say, listen, man, I just heard, man, they just told me, man, that uh, we're going to get a $10 hour uh, 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 raise starting, starting tomorrow. Folk gonna be like, man, go ahead, man. Ain't nobody saying nothing about no ten dollars. Ain't nobody saying about no ten. You crazy, man? Ain't nobody gonna give us no ten dollars an hour extra. Yeah, they don't believe you. But the same person go in there, same credibility, go in there saying, man, they laying off everybody this evening. Oh Jesus, what we gonna do, man? How I'm gonna pay for? Do you? Uh, do you? No, I, I want you to understand. Do you? I'm trying to prove a point. It is so easy for us to receive something negative than it is for us to receive something positive. Go ahead. Just, just try it out. Try it out. You give somebody some negative news, it is the gospel. You tell them something good, they say, no, man, that ain't going to happen. Why? No, no, no. Why do you think that is? See, this is the question. Why do you think that is? Because we have been highly trained by this world system. Je listen, listen, here's the parallel. When you're looking at this story, this story right here is, show, is, is told over and over and over again in the scriptures. You got it? Because it's us. Before you got saved, you were in bondage. You got it? Before you got saved, you were in bondage. 
So now, even though you out of bondage, watch this, you still act like you in bondage. You got it? So what you got to do and what the, what, what the word has to do, you have to go back to Matthew, I think six, I think what we looked at, is that everything that's in you before Christ, what God will do is he will root it out. He says, every tree that my father has not planted, he will what? Root out. Before it was a tree, it was a seed. So the devil planted a lie in you. It grew into a what? Tree. And now it's preventing you from believing God. So now God has to go in with his word and uproot all the what? Lies or the trees. And this is what folk don't do. They, they get the word, but they don't give the word time to work. Some of y'all got some big root trees that cannot be pulled out with a bicycle. You need a bulldozer. You got that root system is established. You really believe that. You really believe that don't nobody, don't nobody mean no good for you. You really, no, you really believe that? Hey, everybody, everybody, they must want something. That's why they act nice. You know, they, 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 they. Oh, on, yeah. they're playing, they playing some kind of angle. They got to want something. No, that stuff has been entrenched in you. So now what God has to do, he had to use the word. Believe the best about all people. Believe the, be believe the best about all folk. So no matter who it is, at first glance, I'm going to believe the best. Now, you may prove me wrong, but my job is I'm going to believe the what? Best. I got to let the word root out of me that everybody is trying to harm me. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. The most potent impact on your life is your experience. I use this example a thousand times. You come in this chair and you see all those chairs. And you sit in that chair and you sit in that chair and that chair collapses under you. It won't number one chair out of 200 some odd chairs. You got? The next time you come in here, I bet you don't just plop down in that chair. I bet you check it out. Why? Because the last time I sat in one that looked like this, it collapsed. So an experience is the most potent impact on your life. So what God has to do is he has to get this word in you so that now you begin, can begin to have some what? Good experiences so that they will override all those negative experiences. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All right. Go to Numbers 14. I'm already in Numbers 14. Go to Numbers. Yeah, go to verse Go to verse. Go to verse uh, 27. Now, did I read through four? Numbers 14, one, th one through four? Okay. All right. All right. Now, so I want you to write this down before, before we read 27. Your life will rise and fall based on what you say out of your mouth and believe in your heart. Your life will rise and fall 
based on what you say out of your mouth and believe in your heart. Because you got to remember now, they just said, I wish we had a died in the wilderness. Now, that's what they just said now. I just read it to you. Didn't they say it? Okay, number 14. Number 14. Number 14. 27. It says, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmur against me? I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, Watch this. So will I do to you. No, that's what God said. He said, okay. Okay. That's what you say? That's what you believe? Okay. Just like you said it, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Praise the Lord. No, you need to hear this. You need to hear this. Now, now, now. now. So, so as you as you spoke in that, because you believe that, and you spoke it out of your mouth. So he said, now I'm going to do exactly what it is you spoke. Now. You see, God has established it that no one can determine your future or your destiny but you. See, this is why this is why I love the kingdom of God. I don't care. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how many folk turn their back on you and do all that kind of stuff. You got to understand God has set this thing and rigged it in a way that nobody can prevent me from getting to my destiny or my future but me. Nobody else. Now, I'm, I'm finna work this and then I'm gonna close. But you gotta understand this. You got, now, you got to settle this. You, this is something that you gotta settle. All right? Go, go, to, go to Joshua 14. All right? Now, now, uh, okay. Ask your question. All right? We already looked at this, looked at part of the story. Who ended up going over into Canaan? Joshua and Caleb. Okay? Question What happened to all of them that did not believe and murmured and complained? Okay, all right, okay, okay. Joshua 14, verse 2. Joshua 14, verse 2. <laughs> oh, man, this is good. Same old folk. You know, you got to, you know, I, I, what God tell you, you got to love folk in their ignorance. Oh, my God. No, why your big mouth? No, you need to watch what you say and believe. You just make me sick. Oh, they, and you really believe that? No, you really believe you really believe they just make you sick. So now, don't complain when sickness jump on you. Cause you believe that they just really. Well, I ain't mean that. Like yes, you did. They make you sick. So now when you're sick, don't complain. See, see, you think, yo, you just say, well, I can just say. No, you cannot just say what you want to say. Because when you say it and it flows out of a believing heart, you will have what you say. And you don't, now, and you don't get to pick the sickness. Oh, I was just talking about a cold or they hurt my stomach. You know, they just make me so mad, you know, I get a stomachache. No, you said they make you sick. So now, now, now this, see, this is the way folk don't believe. See, they don't believe this. See, there's a higher law than natural law. It's called spiritual law. And you put that thing in place. So what the devil did is he brought pressure in your life 
so he can get your mouth to release something from his kingdom into your life. And you don't, you don't understand it. You know, you just think you just saying, I'm, well, I'm just saying what I'm just saying what I feel. I'm just saying what I feel. I just got to say what's on my mind. Well, what about if what's on your mind, death? Because a lot of stuff that on folk mind ain't right. You got so if you say something that's on your mind that ain't right that you really believe, as you have spoken. And you be wondering why all this stuff be jumping in your life. So ain't no coincidence. The Bible says the curse causes don't come. Okay, yeah, we forget about that scripture, don't we? That's right. It just didn't show up. This is showing from nowhere. The curse causeless. Doesn't what? Come. You need to look at your life. Where did you let them in at? That's what I do. See, they're pointing my finger at this person and that person and that person. Somehow you don't some see the if y'all any of y'all any of y'all uh, grew up in the country, you got and you had like cornfields by your house. And every time they pick corn, I don't care how much you close up every little crack. Somehow, some little mice get in there. Why? Because they don't have no bones except that little thing in their head. And so, what, they don't care how, how small the crack is, they flesh, they can squeeze right on there. And that's what y'all be doing with the devil. He's like a rat. He don't need nothing but a crack. And he just... Squeeze right on in. And now, now here's the problem. It ain't, a, it ain't, listen, listen. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's not just getting them out of the house. It's getting them out of the house the right way. Because the old timers, they just want to put some poison down. Then that joker climb in the wall and die. And you smell the effects for two months. So even though the thing dead... You are still experiencing the effects of them being in your life. So now once he get in, I got to get him out the right way. So I'm going to set a trap. I'm going to catch that joker alive. And then I'm going to kill him. And then I'm going to put him out. That's great. I said, folks, you catch the mice on the trap. And then let the mice go right back outside before you kill them. Fool. I'm scared to kill him. You scared to kill him? You just gonna set the trap out there. He get off, and then the same rat that you had to get out is the same rat that's back in. See, you gotta understand. See, y'all, I'm telling you, y'all don't understand the strategy of the enemy. He want to get in your life, and he want to wreak chaos. You don't need nothing but a crack. Shoot. Every time you, every time you turn around, you got no rat in your life. How you keep on getting in there? You ever heard? I mean, I'm telling you, some folk go from problem to problem to problem. I mean, I'm going to say crisis to crisis to cri How in the world? How? Don't you tell me how. 
they keep on letting them in. They got some cracks. What did I say? Joshua what? 14? 14 Verse 7. I don't want to go too far. I'm saying I want to go 7. <laughs> Verse 7. I ain't good for time's sake. Watch this. Now, for time's sake, you can, you can read the pretext you want to. This is, now, this is, this is Caleb. This is Caleb talking. And now, watch this. All the one, all ones in the wilderness, the wilderness dead. All them doubters, they dead. So now they're getting ready to go into the promised land. This is, this is Caleb. Forty years. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land. And I brought him word again. Watch this. As it was in my heart. Hope. So, now hold up, because 12 of them went to spy out the land. But Caleb brought back word based off what was in his heart. So that means they brought back word based off what was in their heart. So the reason why you bring back that word is because that's what's really in your heart. Did y'all miss that? All right. Let's keep going. Watch this. Verse, uh, verse 8. Nevertheless, my brethren, that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my what? God. So what he did is he just wholly believed the promise. That's what he did. Verse 9. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereof the feet have trod, thy, thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children forever because thou have wholly followed the Lord my God. Or you can say that he wholly believed God. Okay? Now, and now behold, the Lord, watch this, has kept me alive as he said these 45 years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. So hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. So this joker, when he got the promise and he believed God, and they were getting ready to walk into the land, he was 40 years old. Forty-five years later, he 85 years old. Everybody that didn't believe God Watch this, dead. And Caleb makes this statement. He says, God kept me alive. Oh, 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 Jesus. Oh, this is so good. Oh, Jesus. God, Mr. Rowland, kept me alive. Not the doctor. God kept me alive 45 years. Why? So that I could walk in and enjoy the promise that I believed. Watch this. Keep going. Keep going. Don't stop there. Verse, uh, what's that? 11. As yet, I am as strong. Oh, this day. As I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength what? For war, both to go out and to Ho, 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 ho. So God didn't just keep the boy alive. 
God kept the boy strong. So this is why folks don't understand when I be saying stuff, I be saying. So this boy was at 85, walking like he was when he was 40. Why? Because he believed God. See, somebody told you when you got to a certain age, everything got a sag. Oh. You know, somebody told you it's just going to fall down. No, you better speak to him, tell him to stand up. You got it? You, still, you sit there, you say what they say. No, you say what they say. That's what you say. Dad's fell, yours going to fall. Who said that? No, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That's what the world says. You got it? It ain't got to fall, but you got to speak to them. Now, I'm using something natural so I can get y'all attention. You got it? So, you know, because you know, you know, the older you get, you know how your eyes do. You better go get your eyes checked out. You know you're going to need some glasses. On. Now, you know them bones going to start feeling a little bit of pain. You know, it just happens when you get old. Who said that? If God kept him. Anybody in here over 85 today? Ain't nobody over 85? Well, this is this thing. You can live, I don't care how old you are, like you were when you were 40. But here's the problem. You gonna have to believe what? God. Every day he lived for 45 years, he had to believe who? God. You wonder why your body fell in. Because that's what you believe. You believe that that just come with getting Older. Better talk to that body. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. I just gave you this. I just told you now we we have a better covenant. I showed you in Hebrew we have a better covenant. So you trying to tell me God will keep Caleb, but he won't keep me. God is not no respect to a person. Right. Bible says Moses' eyes didn't even grow dim. Nor his natural forces evade him. Boy, I'm going to be 85 still. <laughs> hey, what you talking about? <laughs> you better keep up, girl. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, let, me, let me let this thing. Let me hear. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 12. Now, therefore, watch this. Now, this is Caleb talking. Now, therefore, give me this. He ain't say no heel. He said, the young boy taking them out, you give me mine. Give me those. Don't be taking it easy on me because I'm older. Come on. You know I'm getting older. Grab that for me. Okay. Yeah, I will with your old self. I'm just going to agree with you what you said. You too old to grab that. That's too heavy for you. 
I used to pick that up. <laughs> I'm too old for that. No, ain't that's what you believe. So you will have. No, God had to correct me. He had to correct me too. I had this, I had this little issue with my back when I moved my mama house. And you know, I come out, well, I can't I can't pick that up, you know, you know. I want my back dacked up. And I thought about that thing. I thought about that thing. And I was in here the other day, I was doing something tiny, tiny. Yeah, 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 yesterday, yeah, yeah, yesterday. You, uh, Akeisha, you had had the stroller, and you give you know we we walked the wrong place, and I said I'm gonna go get the stroller. Yeah, you, you grab no stroller yet, man. I went grab that stroller, boy, picked that joke up, and just sat it in my my truck. I'm gonna stop having that old negative confession over my life, cause you gonna have what you say. So you say you old, welcome to old them. <laughs> oh my God, no. Mr. Hebert, yes, just like when you were 40. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, 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 me, tell me better, just like when I was 40. Just like when I was 40. Like when I was 40. <laughs> 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 oh, no, 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 y'all better hear, y'all better hear Pastor today, man. You gotta stop. Speaking this death over your life. If it's not in the word, don't receive it. This is what the life of faith is. This is Bible. I'm not telling you nothing that ain't in the Bible. You got it? No, no, he said, he said, now give me my mountain. Somebody say, give me my mountain. Now, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how. Uh, the Anakims were there, and that their city were, were, were great and fenced. If so be the Lord, watch this, will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them what? Watch this, as the Lord said. As the, as the Lord said. Now, and how many know, somebody say the Lord is with me. All right. So, 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 what you got to do is now. Let me. I'm, 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 I'm finishing up right now. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So, 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 the only person, the only person who can stop you from walking in the promises of God is you. You got it. Now, you got to understand. Let's let's talk numbers. At that time when they was getting ready to go into the promised land, it was over three million people in the children of Israel. You got it. Then you had all the 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 Canaanites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites. You had all of them. You got it as the enemy. You got it camped out in the promise. Now, here's what you got to understand. Three million people, three million people couldn't stop Joshua and Caleb from walking in the promise. You better hear me. Three million folk couldn't stop them. Now, watch this. The folk, <laughs> I'm going to mess with you. The folk that was in the, camped out in the promised land. The Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, all them. Were they the same race as the Israelites? Were they the same race? No. No. What'd that be to me? Can't no black man, no white man, 
no purple man, no red man, or no blue man stop me from walking in what God has for me. And as long as you think a man is stopping you, you will never walk in the promise. No, so are y'all, are you want to get up there and you want to get on your little racial thing? No, no, let's talk about it. Because y'all get on, you know, get on your little Facebook thing, you shoot your little, you know, comments, you know, that's straight up racial. You got it? And because of this and because of that. So what is what you're saying? Is you saying, now, it's going to be bad because he white or he black. Oh, so you saying they going to stop you from walking in the promise. You will have what you say. So when your job get messed up because of them, don't, don't cry. When your money get cut short because of them, don't cry. Because you saying they will going to stop you from walking in the promise. Yeah, and, see, that, and, you, and see, you don't understand. You killing yourself. You got it? There is nobody. Somebody say nobody. Nobody, but nobody, but nobody, but nobody, but nobody can keep me from walking in what God has prepared for me. Watch this. Even if God got to kill all of them off. No, no. And then keep me in my strength so that I not only walk in the promise, but I'm able to what? Enjoy the promise. Then that's exactly what God going to do. Why? Because he did it for Caleb. Give the Lord a hand clap of prayer. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done.